0: Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. Amen. Yes. You know, I've gotten to know your kids a little bit. And what I love about that is some can look at that from a homeschool perspective and they can think, you know, these homeschoolers are so legalistic, right? They have all these rules for their kids and they shelter them and they're so legalistic. And I don't see that in you or your family. What I see for your family is you just saying, this is truth, kids. So how do you kind of debunk that to the parent who's thinking, yeah, I don't really want my kids to be peculiar. I don't want them to be the weird ones. And especially for the kid who is saying, mom, I don't want to be peculiar. I don't want to be the weird one. I don't want to be the odd one at co-op or at church or anywhere else. How do we help our kids to navigate through this?
1: That is a great question. Oh, Yvette, that is a great question. And let me just say this. Indeed, we have had these conversations with our kids. Our kids have said to us, listen, we understand that we're different in the world, but do we have to be different in the church? Like, do we Mm. have to be different, like even among other Christians, you know? And so here's what we always endeavor to do with our children. We take them back to God's word. We say, listen, these are not our standards. What we're putting in place here." we have derived from scripture. So it's not, so it's not self-righteousness, right? Like I'm not, so I'll give you an example with our kids in the way that they are allowed to dress. So we have requirements and, and, and we have standards. And if their outfits don't meet those requirements or those standards, then they can't wear it. Now, those are the training wheels. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are the training wheels. What I want is for them by way of reading the scriptures to adopt that as their own conviction, So then at the point that we are now, here we are, when we started out, we had to have the training wheels on. Okay. So we've got to go to Paul's letter to Timothy and find out, okay, how do women who profess godliness dress? So the training wheels. Okay. So here's what you're allowed. Here's what you're not. Does it fall into these three categories? Then here's, this is what you can wear. Mm -hmm. My preference is not Bible. Do you understand? And this is what I tell my kids. So I wouldn't wear that. I don't like that, but it does not violate scripture. So you can wear it like Mm -hmm. it falls into the criteria, clearly laid out in scripture. So you can wear that. But here's the thing. We've got to teach our kids that our convictions are derived from scripture. Mm -hmm. So this is what we tell our children when they say, why do we have to be so different? It would be easier. We've had these conversations because we're living life together. Mm -hmm. It would be easier to just kind of go along and fit in than to stand out all the time. My question to them is this, do you think that Jesus is worthy that you Mm -hmm. should be peculiar? Do you think that he is worthy that you should live in a way that is countercultural? Do you think that? And when we have those conversations and we talk about what Jesus did and what he will do, what has already been done and what is not yet complete. Okay. We are still waiting to be um, reconciled to him for eternity. We know that it's done, but we're still here waiting. What do you say for the realization of that? Right. I hope that theologically that makes sure. sense. What I'm saying the already, but not yet. We understand that. We tell our kids, you don't know yet fully what awaits you. Mm-hmm. And the question is, do you find based on what you know of Christ, do you find that he is worthy that you should sacrifice that you are, that he is worthy that you should say no to things in this culture. And I've got to tell you when we have these con- very patiently, mm-hmm. we have these conversations Our big three. Cause they're able to process these things are 16, 14 and 13. And they come back and they're like, he he's worth it. Yeah. He's, he's worth it. Like he's, you know, to understand what awaits us as much as we can. And mm-hmm. we've had conversations about that. They don't really comprehend what, and I don't really comprehend fully what awaits me, right? right. Just based on what I have read and what my hope is in, I know that it's going to be grand. And, and how do I know that? Because the one who purchased me is grand. Yeah. And so my aim is to be with him for eternity. And this is what we try to train our kids. Lot, this is a side note. A lot of people want heaven. They don't want God. They, mm, they just want wow. like paradise. You know what I mean? Right. They don't want the God of heaven. A lot right. of people don't. And so when you boil it all down, we teach our kids that Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth. Mm. So if you want to spend eternity in heaven, you better start practicing now by spending time with Jesus because he's Lord of heaven. Amen. right? Like you're going to, so anyway, I don't know if that answers oh, the question Oh, it or not. totally
0: does. And that's such a fantastic answer. Such a fantastic point, you know, thinking about what does await us and it really is all about eternity. It's Amen. why we do what we do. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.